Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? is thank you next back in your eardrums donda has dropped kanye's out here saying that universal dropped it without him knowing there's memes out there saying that universal were waiting for him to fall asleep first that's actually kind of funny if they were in a relationship yeah and someone i don't know did that i don't know what the equivalent of that would be if you were in a relationship but there would be major consent issues right now how would you feel if you had a body of work and i just released it while I was sleeping Mm-mm. it depends if it was a body of work that was perfect but I was being like a perfectionist weirdo about it and being like it's not ready it's not ready but you were like oh don't be stupid I have faith in this like let's put it out now it's ready but I was being like I was doubting myself but you were backing me and then you put it out then okay I guess I would have to thank you because maybe if I was doubting myself that much maybe it wouldn't have ever seen the light of day right Mm, but he has proved you can just put turds out there and there you go it's all good I'm sorry how has he proved that poop diddy scoop poop diddy yeah but poop diddy scoop it wasn't a turd it was actually an ironic work of genius because he just wanted to piss Drake off and he did difference of opinion continue but I mean people are still referencing that innit to this day it's kind of legendary no but wait imagine if yeah anybody else like I don't know Duncan from Blue put out something similar the thing is Duncan from Blue has not proven himself to the extent extent that a Kanye West has that's why Kanye has the reins to do stuff like that and it not to be something that we be like oh you're so shit like he's still like oh you're fucking with us like you know you're fucking with Drake imagine if it's not genius and it's just well you think it's genius I don't let's just say that let's get that correct but uh the thing is is like Kanye's doing this at a stage in his life like he wasn't starting out doing this he started out like proving himself to like everyone that was naysayers that was being like you're never gonna get a record deal you're too preppy you're too whatever and he proved all those people wrong blah 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 everyone wants like him to produce everyone wants him to write for them everyone wants a feature with Kanye and it's like Kanye did that like after after he had proved himself to he was literally pissing about and he put it out do you know what i mean and it's still to this day something that people talk about so who's winning not the people that are cussing him definitely not everyone does cancel him everyone does say his work is shit everyone does rip it to shreds but it doesn't stop him from doing it, it doesn't stop him from coming back with new stuff with new material and things like that and i think that is what an artist is and most artists in their lifetime like the greatest artists out there during their lifetime they never saw themselves be celebrated so I just think like there's some people who have clocked on to his genius and there's some people that might clock on in the next life. And did you see that Drake is dropping the certified lover boy people have been chatting about for fucking ages? He was trying to have a little beef with Kanye in it, being like he's going to drop his album on the same day. 
as Kanye. I mean, I've, I'm more of a Drake fan. I feel like we're, we're two opposing sides here. I don't see it as opposing sides because without a Kanye, there wouldn't be a Drake. So I feel like at this point you should marry Kanye. No, I wouldn't marry Kanye. We'd be like siblings. Did you see the cover <laughs> for Drake's Certified Lover Boy? I don't know if it's the cover or if it's just like a meme that he's yeah, put yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, It's fucking so stupid. Yeah, I saw it. I don't understand it. Ex- explain it to me. So there's all these pregnant emojis, <laughs> different races, like different pregnant hair, women. Like whatever they're just pregnant what does it mean i have no clue i'm guessing it could be his dream maybe it's his dream maybe it's his vision board he's trying to manifest to impregnate women of all races all hair colors textures potentially and uh, jumper colors as well that's one thing i know they all had different color jumpers oh were they i didn't even clock that i just thought they were wearing that purple jumper yeah i don't know we'll see when the album drops my issue with drake is that everything sounds the same unless he's ripping off like uk sounds but i love it i've been to drake gigs i've had a great time there like but everything sounds the same there's no experiments there's no nothing like it's not really creative like that anyways anyways we are not dissect podcast and there's a reason why we are not dissect podcast because i don't care that much i care because i love music i like talking about it but we are not dissect podcast we are actually thank you next i'm raj the kanye fan i am hardy the i'm anti kanye i would say i would say so you're anti kanye anti anti no more what's that word for don't care you're just unbothered you're not anti i think being anti is like when you're like oh my god like i'm I'm not going i don't go out there being like oh actually no say like if gold we've had this conversation if gold digger ever comes on i'm like oh for fuck's sake because it just got overplayed didn't it It really did well kanye doesn't like gold digger that's the one track of his own that he hates thank god so on this podcast we don't dissect music we actually turn our relationship l's into to wins we look at some of our relationship fuck-ups we analyze them and look for the diamond in the turd diamonds are forever oh no fucking at least no at least shine bright tonight the rock is still alive every time i rhyme oh fucking hell raj <laughs> we turn it into a cardio podcast no we will not <laughs> Anyway. Hello and welcome to the Kanji West podcast presented by Hardy from the North. Absolutely no way. Right. Uh, anyway, we analyze them and look for the diamond in the turd and there's diamonds in turds, guys. You heard it here first. By the way, I've been pooing. Uh, my poo's been green lately. I had to Google it. Mm, what did it say? What did it come up with? What was the sol- solution? Well, this is the problem with Google is like anything you Google tells you that you're going to die. Yeah, basically in short. Yeah. So apparently I was dying. There's something wrong with me, but I just think it's because I've been eating cleaner. Mm. I think maybe it's not, it's not bright green. It's not like bile color yeah google told me i was like pooing bile and this that and the other i've noticed a different aroma since i've stopped having milk and like dairy um so anyway by relationships we mean any kind of relationships that exist in our lives so it could be your bestie your frenemy if that still exists i'm embarrassed if i have a frenemy in my 30s but maybe i do your family your colleagues your exes the people you're in a talking stage with, or even your friends' dogs, because I have really good relationships with my friends' dogs. Aww. So if there's a relationship lesson that you want to share with us or something that has gone down in your life that's made you want to say thank you next, email us or send us voice notes to podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on socials to get involved in our chats, our polls and our videos and great content. We are at thankyounextpod on earthing okay so other shit that has gone down this week apart from donda being released you went to a festival i had a free ticket all points east in london on friday so i went with my mate and 
It was actually so nice. I never, you know, when I go out and I'm in a crowd, I get anxiety and I feel weird. I hate the smell of weed. It makes me feel sick. I feel like I can't relax when I'm in an environment like that. But it was pretty empty on the Friday. And then on the Saturday, mate, it was, they literally didn't even check my ticket properly. They didn't check my COVID thing properly. They didn't give a fuck. There was someone snorting coke behind me off the floor in the queue. Rewind, COVID thing. What did they, what were they checking? Like your pass that you have from like the NHS app or whatever. So basically Friday, we literally could just walk in so fast. Then Saturday, massive queue. So many people. This guy's groin was touching my ass. And you know what I did? I like bent my knees and moved my ass in. Like I was holding it in to get away from him. And then he just kept moving close to me. And I was just like, ugh. And I put my elbows out and I was like, stay away from me. So I got to ask, because this is like, I mean, we're still in a pandemic. Kind of everyone thinks we're not. Did you wear masks? Were people keeping a distance? What's the deal when you go? Because I would love to go back to a festival. I loved festivals. That's all I lived for. But I have not been and I probably won't because I'm scared. So Friday was fine. Saturday was busy. So if you went early or late, you could probably get in just fine. And then you can keep your distance. Uh, But yeah, no one's wearing a mask. Obviously, to get in, you're either meant to be vaccinated or have done your tests to make sure you're all good. Which you'd hope people do correctly but who knows but they weren't checking it properly anyway they checked covid more than they checked your actual ticket for the event okay which is insane how does it work when you're in a tent and you're watching an artist or something i was going to the back in all of it but people were mm. in all in in, a, in there so there were still like mosh pits and stuff uh i didn't see any because i wasn't at the front i was at the back for everything yeah you're at the back okay yeah yeah, yeah. all right but mm-hmm. the sound was not very good kano was great saw georgia smith oh my god and i saw some hotties that's it that's it good time thing is though if it's allowed then people are gonna go in it it's allowed now so yeah i mean we're going to the cinema later today and uh, i'm scared about that (laughs) so um i don't know i'm probably gonna be wearing my mask during the whole time nah yeah and i was saying to you as well when we were booking the cinema tickets it asked for all of our numbers you can't wait you're gonna wear your mask during a film yeah babe but i don't know who the fuck's in the cinema with us interesting interesting okay cool I mean, are you not bothered? Well, I did a test and I'm okay. I'm going to do a test tomorrow when we're back from um, the cinema. Yeah, I think as long as you're being safe and not being stupid. I'm still scared. I can't lie. Well, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, so. I had to leave both days early, though, because they're people just fucked off drugs. I hate, hate, hate drugs. And these, like, girls were giving each other coke. This, like, boy was giving his, like, girlfriend coke. Say if it was food, it would, to me, it would see, like, seem like such a loving thing. And I guess some people see it as food, lol. Yeah, you look at people and they're actually fucked and you're sober because I, I wasn't drinking. I was just like, ugh, it's not nice to see. There were druggies um, when we were, you know, when we went hiking. Mm-hmm. So we went on this hike and, like, literally at the hardest point of the hike, these guys had set up their tents and stuff mm. and I just thought oh they're friendly campers yay whatever my friend's got a dog and it's a very pretty dog and um I saw that these guys were chatting to her because I was like struggling it was my first hike and um got down there and I was like what did they say to you and she was like they were just saying how ugly my dog was and I was like what that's so rude she was like yeah they're all um on drugs so let's just get out of here and I was like, oh, oh my, my god, god. And then we walked by and like you could see like places where they had shut and there was puke like, you know, on the trail, on the hiking trail. Oh, this is interesting. Were they on like mushrooms or some shit? I don't know. They might have been. Have I told you about my housemate? He's going on a yoga meditation drug retreat and this is the thing they do. They take all these drugs, they like 
shit themselves and be sick. Oh, I didn't know that that's what you had to do. You had to shit yourself. And- well, no, you don't have to. It just happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> My friend has talked to me about going on like one of these like healing holidays and stuff. And Don't do it, Raj. Part of it is that you, you take these drugs that make you see things or something. Yeah, that is what that is what he's doing. But uh, I don't think it would be for us, to be fair. I mean, you can try. I might message him and just be like, "What are you actually doing, mate? Let me, let me send me a link. Let me read up." On so it. I was really surprised because he said to me, oh, "I'm going on a yoga retreat," and I was like, "Yoga meditation," and then he was like, "Oh yeah, and drugs." And then he told me about it, and then I, I spoke to somebody else about it, and they said all these like Hollywood celebs do it too. But what's the point of doing it? What's it supposed to do? I think what you just said, see things or whatever. Put some fucking glasses on. I don't know. The one that like we've looked into is like it's some sort of a healing thing, and it's traditional to that area. Like it's what they oh, do. Oh yeah. Yeah, do you know what it, I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that kind of a thing. It's not like, oh, yeah, we go, we do a bit of yoga, we do a bit of drugs, hey! <laughs> yeah, as you do. As you do, just balance. It's called balance, Susan. <laughs> but no, Susan. I was just, I was pretty shocked to just see that because I didn't realise. Basically, we have this like little break up north and everything's so wholesome up north. Where's north? Saddleworth. Where is Saddleworth? It's just outside of Manchester, I think. Right, I'm looking at it on a map. That looks nice, that. It was a very wholesome weekend, but I made a, a right twat out of myself. Go on. And I realised, like, what an idiot Londoner I am. Go on. So we went to this farmer's agricultural show thing on Saturday. Oh, yeah, you sent me a ticket. It looked absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I saw lots of fluffy cows, really oh. cute ponies, these kids doing pony shows. Like, it's a wholesome day out, right? Mm. Kids were doing dirt bike um, challenges as well. It was, it was really fun. So, yeah, we went to this place and we, we saw a little coffee stand thing. And I was like, oh, let's get a coffee. Now, on the menu... It said like all these various types of coffee. And then I was 100% sure that it said Ted. Yeah? Mm. On the coffee stand, Ted. Mm. So I went up to the lady and I was like, what's a Ted? Is that a Yorkshire special coffee? And she was like, a a Ted? And she's like, you mean tea? For fuck's sake, Raj. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God, I'm really sorry. Like now you can tell which one of us is from London. Ha 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 ha. And I had just had my hair blow dried the other day because I had my hair done. And she was like, oh yeah. And your hair. And I was like, oh my God, mortified. Like, okay, just making a proud out of myself. He, 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 he. The other thing is like when we were driving up, yeah. So we were driving up the M6 and we had just gone past Birmingham and I saw signs for Stafford. Mm-hmm. Me being the dick I am and probably, I don't know what, I was like, oh my God, we're in Manchester because like Stafford, isn't it? Old Stafford. <laughs> You're fucking <laughs> idiot. And my mate's like, yeah, Trafford. And I was like, what? <laughs> Raj, have you ever been outside of London? I have. And I'm just like, I don't know what was going on. But you know, like when you're like, I'm a really having blonde moments. And I don't know if yeah. it's because my hairdresser put a little bit of dye in my hair to lighten parts of my hair. Maybe the blondness has got to my brain. No offence to any blonde people who listen to the podcast. No, of course, it's fine. We're all allowed <laughs> to have a blonde mo- But I was just like, what's going on? Because I've just kept saying really dumb things all weekend. Maybe it was just your time to uh, switch off, you know what I mean? And you know, like, usually I'm not that thick. So I was just like, oh my God. I would say, what's that called? Like, I'm not that good at general knowledge sometimes. I really don't know. But anyway, it was it was really embarrassing. And I was just like, yeah, I am the Londoner. All right, all good. But it did open my eyes a lot to like, the UK is fucking just so different everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of us associate the UK or England and even loads of people abroad, they just associate it with London mm-hmm. and London ain't shit. Like it's a small part. It's fucking huge. And there's so much countryside and there's so many places yeah, to go. It's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. So, uh, I don't know, it opened my eyes a bit and I was like, okay, we need to get everybody out of London sometimes and just be like, guys, there's a whole UK out It's necessary. Here. It's, I find it hard to be here all the time. See, Cornwall's usually my joint and like Cornwall, mm. I just always, I felt like that was just, them that like had this whole different life you know they just surf like all the kids in school surf and mm. they have this whole different culture but no it's everywhere mm. oh yeah my mate was like trying to make me have this like manchester chippy tea but they didn't get me the gravy so and that was the thing that made it like a chippy tea so what was a chippy tea chips and gravy it's fish and chips but with the gravy or like the curry sauce or whatever do you eat curry sauce no i don't really eat curry sauce i don't know i was gonna try oh, it curry sauce at our local chip shop in cov is fucking banging i'll try it in cov then innit? it we'll save that it, no cov. it depends where you go they all got different recipes but it's not actual curry like curry sauce is it it's like their pasty version but anyway where we went was like a, a fish and chip shop that was combined with a uh, chinese oh shit it would have been good in it because it would have mm. had like chinese vibes to it but anyway never mind a bit of chinese vibes and that before we get into our relationship lessons, we're going to say thank you next to something that has happened this week. Raj, you have come across something. This week, a movie came out on Netflix that had a lot of, I'd say, negative backlash mm-hmm. around it when the trailer dropped. The movie I'm talking about is mm-hmm. He's All That, based on She's All That, which had Freddie Prinze Jr. in it and Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook actually comes back for this movie, so it's kind of like almost like an endorsement of that this is the sequel, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so obviously the the gender things are switched here. Like it's it's about giving a makeover to a man rather than this woman turning from a dork to this like, you know, walking, mm. talking model or God knows whatever it was. And I remember when the trailer dropped, Jamila Jamil actually put out this tweet. Uh, I've pulled the tweet here. It says, this looks objectively fucking terrible, which means everyone is going to watch it and it's going to be number one. Then she went on to say, you'll succumb to the hate watching peer pressure. Just wait. We ignore great art and publicize stuff like this with our hatred. And then it becomes number one. And then studios green light more films just like it. Uh, Having just watched this well i've watched most of it yeah i've got 20 minutes left because we had to record and i was like you know what i'll save this for afterwards um and i've watched most of it and it's not it's actually not that bad it's Mm. actually not bad at all for a teen movie that's coming out in 2021 courtney kardashian is awful in it she's acting in it but it's funny again because it's so bad so i don't know like i just don't like the fact that like jamila jamil like is just she stands for so much stuff. Like she stands for being this person that's like, oh, I'm a feminist in progress. And like, I'm here to like, I don't know, inspire and make you value your worth and see beyond like being skinny or being this or being that. And uh, it's just like, this is actually Addison Ray's first movie. It's probably a bag of nerves anyway, like having your work out there like that. And then you've got people like that just like spewing negative comments at it. But especially when it's a person who is encouraging people to, I guess, look at them in some way as a role model. Or someone who is like, look, look at how unproblematic I am. Like, I call out like this shit and that shit. And I'm encouraging women to focus on who they are rather than what they look like and things mm. like that. I don't know if she's ever said I'm unproblematic. And I think she has been in the spotlight for, for forever. And there's certain things that we talk about and we don't, we wouldn't put on the podcast because we don't know how people are going to react to it. And we don't even have the following that she has. 
However, going back to the message though, of I've not seen this trailer, so I don't know what it is. Everyone is going to watch it because Addison Ray is fucking huge. And obviously from what you described, it was she's all that. Now it's he's all that. Um, and people would watch it, I guess, if that's what people are talking about. So in that sense, is it true that what she says, great art or art gets ignored for stuff like this? I just think it's a bit unfair for her to say that when she's had a Netflix show herself, which I wouldn't describe as great art, yeah? It was just a fucking show. It had a great concept and then it got shit out as the seasons went on. But she got supported for that. Mm -hmm. If you're going around like being like, I'm here to support women and this, that and the other, I always think twice as well. You know when I tweet something negative about something or someone? Because I just want to be like, am I adding to the amount of shit that's out there Mm. on the internet, like the trolls, the whatever, the problems. And the reason why me and you take stuff out of the podcast sometimes is because it's like, we don't want to like shit on someone's fucking parade unless it's like an actual point that we want to make. Mm. It's rich coming from Jamila because it's just like, you know, everyone supported you when you were on The Good Place and it was your first acting role and whatever. And like, now you're just shitting on like, what is Addison Rae? Is she not like a teenager or something? I find it a little bit irksome and I just think like let the film release like why are you cussing it from its trailer mm. and yeah I agree with her the trailer was really bad but from watching most of the film I've literally just got 20 minutes half an hour left mm. it's not a bad rom-com it's not a bad teen movie what made you after seeing that the trailer was crap what made you then go watch the film it's because like obviously like I'm an ex-film student so I wanted to see like what spin do they put on he's all that here do you know what I mean? I go in from that thing, but like at the same time, if you're a film fan and you grew up watching She's All That, of course you're going to give it a go and just be like, oh, like, and it's also, it had Rachel Lee Cook in it. So I was like, oh, like, even if it's a cameo, like, it's cute. Like, let me see what they did with it. Mm. We actually, there's a lot of us that watch rom-coms left, right and centre and most of them are really, really shit. Mm. And I don't see all of us tweeting about the shit rom-coms that we watch and how shit they were. Like, we just kind of deal with it and we just be like, oh, it was a Hallmark movie. It was like just a, a two-hour escape from the world. Mm. It's just another rom-com to add to that pile of rom-coms. At the same time, it's a remake and... I think it's nice actually that they switched the gender norms of it being like a geeky girl that gets a makeover. And actually the way they framed it is that she's an influencer and she's known for giving makeovers. And she's just had a massive breakup caught live on camera, like on an, on an Insta live and her snots come out. So like people are canceling her. She's losing followers because she's not perfect anymore. And then it's like, okay, her challenge is like, okay, can I give a dude a perfect makeover? And it's just like, yeah, why does it always have to be? So I feel like they're bringing it into today and they're trying. And it's just like, why are we always like so quick to just be like, this is shit. Like even before something comes out and be like, this is rubbish. Like let's like rubbish this. I just don't like it when Jamila does it. Cause it's just like the way that she's uh, framed herself in pop culture is as this person that is supportive of women and supportive of this and supportive of that. So then like, if that's your brand, why are you like out here trashing everyone all the time? I haven't seen anything where she specifically said anything about Addison Ray. It looks like she's just talking about the film being shit. But she hasn't seen the film. She's just basing it on the trailer. But like you said there, people kind of expect rom-coms to, like you said, escape from the world. So they're probably not expecting a piece of art or whatever i don't know what art is to yeah whoever. but th this is just it art is different to everyone right but then at the same time it's like there are rom-coms out there that 
are like everlasting classics that will just never go out of style. Like people still reference 10 things I hate about you and things that happen in that movie and they become like classic things. I'm just sick and tired of like people sacking things off before they've even had a chance to watch it, consume it. I just don't like it as well like that. She always does this when she's meant to be this person that is like, oh yeah, women, da, 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 da. By her speaking out on that, how do you think that impacts Addison Rae? Did she think about that? If it's all about I weigh and like being like, okay, you're more than this, you're more than that. And actually watching Addison Rae, yeah, I just noticed that she is a bit curvier than your average movie star. And I just thought that might be nice for girls to see. I don't know. Doesn't that match Jamila's brand? Mm. But anyway, I, just, I was just a bit sick of it. I was going to say on, on a side note though, because like you said, this has got all the ingredients for it to be massive based on what it imagine yeah like as we as we know from us making content too imagine you're you have what you think is a piece of art or something you've worked really fucking hard on that's i don't know an original concept by a brand new filmmaker and your thing probably doesn't see the light of day but something like this does that i feel like that would be frustrating as someone who works in a creative industry where things like that happen to me regularly, yeah, I do that, but I don't go around tweeting about it or like putting other people's work down publicly, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. How much of the bold type did you watch? I'm still, I'm still persevering for fuck knows what reason. <laughs> I watched enough of the bold type. Like I watched uh, most of season one. Mm. It, there was nothing there for me. Cool. I'm still watching it. Fuck knows why. You like it though, so it's all right. It's not for everyone. It, it got it? better. It got better. It's not for everyone. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's just a bit sad to write things off before you've actually watched it or you've like checked it all out yourself. Like people will be out there cussing Donda right now, but have they listened to all the tracks? Do they understand like the concept of the album? Blah, blah, blah. There's so many things you get into. And then with this movie, it's like, yeah, the trailer, the trailer did look shit. I'll admit it. The trailer looked awful. But give it a chance, innit? Maybe I think I used to be harsh on Bollywood, but now I enjoy it because I know that I want that as an escape. With reality TV, I know people probably judge me for watching that and think, oh yeah, it's stupid. But I'm just like, well, I like it because it, I use it to decompress, so I don't care. If you've seen something that's made you want to say thank you next, then email us, don't be shy. It's hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com or slide into the DMs. It's thank you next pod everywhere so we're moving on to our lessons now and lesson one is coming from hardy dada okay so one taught me if you are not feeling it just sack it off if you're not feeling what it mate it what is it uh a relationship i guess or just the vibes from a human so I rejoined a dating app. Normally I have it for a date and then I deleted it. This time I haven't done that. I have now been on Bumble for a week, which is a lot for me because normally I delete it after 24 hours. This guy matched with me who had quite arty photos. He looked quite funny. He had some funny answers. He seemed quite cool. Anyway, so I was messaging him a little bit. He wasn't really saying too much. And then he asked me, a very direct question. He was like, what kind of videos do you make? You know, as your hobbies, it said like creating videos, but no one responds to that because it's just in the hobby section, just like next to fucking gym or I don't know, dancing, whatever. Yeah, he was like, what kind of videos do you make? And I was like, I make great videos or I make great content or something. I just said something stupid. I don't have my social media on there. I obviously care about my safety and my privacy. So I don't give that shit away, but I just thought, you know what? 
I'm going to send him a one of our videos. I think I sent him a video from my TikTok. He messaged me back and said, I haven't got TikTok. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And he goes, but I went on your Insta. And then I could see that he'd looked at my story and obviously he'd been on my Insta. So there's a lot on there, you know, all of our work and a lot of shit. So I clicked on his profile. He had 100 followers and barely any pictures of his face, like really artsy bull bullshit, just like of buildings, whatever. And then, I don't know, he carried on the conversation. And then I was like, how are you going to watch my story, go on my profile, not interact with anything, not like anything, not comment, not react. Just, I think that's really weird. Like, yeah, if you gave me a bit of information, like you did about your hike, I'm going to ask you questions. So he didn't follow you or anything? No, nothing. Okay. He asked me if I get paid for my videos. I wasn't sure what he meant because I told him I work in social media. So I said, well, obviously I get paid to make or to work, which I thought was a really weird question. I'm not an influencer, but it felt like it was kind of like, oh, you get paid for posting like new videos. I don't know. It was just a bit weird. He was like, I make videos too. I was like, really? Okay, cool. Show me. He sent me this slideshow of like fucking nostalgic shit from I don't know, like World War One or something. I don't know. It was just fucking weird. And it had music under it. And I was like, oh, is that your song? And he's like, no. So I was like, I don't know why this kid sent me this fucking bullshit. How old is this guy? My age. Oh, right. Paint a picture. Like, what is he hot? Like, what's the deal? I, got, I don't really know. Mm, okay. <laughs> then he responded to what I said about you. You went on my profile and you didn't like anything or you didn't, didn't comment, didn't follow, nothing, which I think is really weird. So you go have a stalk and then just don't do anything. And you tell me. Yeah. He said, I want my like to have meaning, more meaning. So he's not just giving them away. I was like, okay. So then I just Googled withholding praise. That's really weird, Hardy. Wait, what, wait where I'm going. Wait where I'm going with this. So I Googled withholding praise because I thought that's what this is. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, no, I am fucking tenor. Look at me. Look, are you dumb? Are you dumb? And our content's great. Googled withholding praise and it came up with narcissism yeah. and like psychopath. <laughs> and I, was, I know this is rude, yeah, but I did screenshot it and I sent it to him. And he said, <gasps> I'm not withholding. <laughs> he said, I'm not withholding praise. I don't rate what you do. Oh my God. Fuck off. So I unmatched and I blocked him. Um, oh my God. I don't rate what you do. Like, fuck you. I feel like I noticed that he wasn't giving me much. Yeah. So I tried to peacock him a little bit by showing him like, like I'm confident. This is what I do. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then the guy told me he makes videos and sent me a slideshow. Sorry, babes. Like I've made real videos. You know, I've done social media for big people. Like don't come at me telling me you make videos and then tell me you don't rate my shit. And it reminded me of that video of that lady who, the one that did the TED talk about like, if you're not in the ring, yeah. like your opinion does not matter. A hundred percent. Yeah. How dare you with your little World War One nostalgic fucking video. First things first, stop calling it a video. It's a slideshow. It's not a video. Like, don't it's you... a slideshow. <laughs> I was just like, this is insane. And yeah, it put me in a little bit of a bad mood just for like five minutes. And then I was just like, oh my God, what a waste of fucking space. I'm just glad I was like, all right, bye, mate. See you later. So you spotted a red flag there, basically. Yes. And I kind of did spot a red flag the day before because I feel like he was trying to ask me too much about my location and oh. my whereabouts and my plans. Why? What was he saying? Because I finished from the festival and then I think I messaged him back saying something and then he was like, oh, I can hear it from my house. I, th I don't know if he was just telling me he lives in the area or he was trying to be like, I live in the area. Okay. But I would never do that. Good for you if you do that. But I don't do that. So yeah, that was that. And uh, yeah, it just taught me like, cut my losses. Have you ever had a situation where you're like, 
cut my losses now. Mm, I'm really, obviously, you know how stush I am. You know, I barely match with people. It would take a lot. So it would take a lot for me to even invest in them to get to the point where I'll decide to sack it off. And very few people make it past that stage for me to be like, like I'll sack mm. things off just like within, you know, the minute they approach me, I'll just be like, no. Right. Which is probably wrong. Uh, and we'll work on that, whatever. There have been loads of things. And I mean, I've been saying this throughout this whole fucking podcast that there are so many things in my life that I now look at with the, I don't know, 2.0, 3.0 version of myself that I am now. And I just be like, okay, this is not serving me in any way. Like I'm not feeling this, like making plans with a certain person makes me feel uneasy. Getting messages from a certain person makes me feel uneasy. And yeah, that's where I'm just like, okay, these are things that I need to go and I need to sack off. But unfortunately the sacking off is gonna take a lot more than just, you know, blocking someone and not talking to them anymore. When's the last time you sacked someone off? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What did, what was the neat reason? Probably my ex. Nah, come on. What, you've, you've like sacked off like friends or like, you know, moved away from people or just like stop messaging them or interacting. I have moved away from a lot of people who since my last breakup, like just, you know, when you just, you just, they just showed you what kind of a friend they are for you. Mm. Like they just showed their true colors and it was like, I am your good time friend. I will only be around for the good times. I will only see you for the good times. Or I've noticed there are a few friends in my life who will only, they're not really friends. Let's not describe them as friends, but they were friends where I've realized they're only about when I can do something for them, when I can introduce them to somebody, when I can help advance their career and things like that. And yeah, I did a bit. I've sat, I've sacked off a couple of people like that recently, mm. like in the in the last year or so. There's two yeah, people yeah. that I've sacked off that were like that. And um, yeah, never. I don't give it a second thought at all. Do you know what I mean? I know you literally don't think. You don't think about it after. You're just like, oh, good. You don't. Bye. See ya. Move on. You really don't. And that's just it. Life moves on. It always moves on. Like, and things change and it's not really a loss. It's like, whatever. And you know, mm. people are always like, oh, you got to focus on the good times and then just keep it rolling. I don't care. I don't even think about the good times. Whatever. It was what it was. Like, mm. it's done. That is a really, really good lesson. If you're not feeling it, just sack it off because it can apply to literally anything. Yeah, I'm fucking glad I did. I was just like, I'm not. How dare you think you are like the god of praise? What made you decide to keep talking to him for as long as you were talking to him? It was it was literally half a day. It was just chit chat, yeah? It was yeah. just chit chat. It was like half within, a day, yeah. And within half a day, this guy showed you like a red flag that was big enough to be like, you know what? No. Yeah, I was just like, nah. I've said this, I think I said this right at the start of the podcast that just like, if you sit back and let someone else reveal them, they can. Just see what language they use, what words they use. Hardy, so you know, like you sent him your whole, pe- well, he's. I just sent him my TikTok, one video TikTok. Please. And he found your Instagram and he's seen your whole Instagram and all yeah, of that. Yeah. So what of his have you actually seen? Like, is he putting his face out there? Is he. Barely, like barely, like a bit. 
but not too much. Like artsy, like got a filter on far away, half cup coffee cup in front of face kind of bullshit. Yeah, so that immediately, like, you know, even when I see that on a dating yeah, yeah, um, yeah. site, like I won't match with them because I just feel like, what are you hiding? Yeah, I mean, normally I wouldn't. I think on the app he had a few more of his actual face. And like I said, he'd put effort into his profile a bit. So that's why I did match him. So you blocked him on Insta, yeah? Yeah, I blocked him on Insta and just unmatched him. I was like, no, I'm not. No, no, he responded, yeah, that I don't rate your stuff. So I was like, the people that you choose to have in your life should yeah. be your biggest fans. If that's what you need. that's And that is what I need. That is what I want. Yeah. So if you're not going to be that, then sorry. Bye. And there's a couple of ways like where he might have been doing it. He might have been doing it to kind of neg you a bit or it. whatever, whatever. I don't want to neg Either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. So either way, it's a red flag. And yeah. Thank you, next, isn't it? In the last, I don't know, a few episodes of us chatting, I, I'm happy to say what I want. So I'm not going to try and... I don't want someone who's going to put me down. No! Who wants that? Nobody wants that. No. No, we're, no, no. Uh, so what are you saying thank you next to you? I'm saying thank you next to not sacking things off and just like letting little things slide. I feel like I might have let something, as a small comment or a bit, his weird behaviour before slide. Didn't sack it off then. See you later, babes. I want to see you try have a fucking podcast and talk every week. Oh, wait, no, because all you're doing is doing your World War One slideshow. No, putting yourself out there. It takes a lot of balls to do that. It it's does. Like a sort of thing. It really yeah, does. If that's, and if that's not for him, then see you later, innit? Mm, yeah. Uh, bye, bitch. On a side note, that did re- remind me of, um, I can't remember, someone did a quote about like famous rappers and things. You don't see big artists going after little artists. No. They just focus on their own shit and just keep making, making, making. It's just like, I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time for this joke, darling. And it's like even the little independent artists that are like so into what they're doing and stuff, you'll never see them get into a shitty beef just for a PR. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It just won't happen. And it's like, this dude, he just wants PR. He wants PR. He ain't getting it from me. Yeah, bye. Rightio. So Raj, the second lesson is coming from you. So wonder me. To check yourself about the expectations that you put onto others. And also to put in people in a box, which is kind of the same thing. They pretty much merge. Mm-hmm. This is mainly from the thing I spoke about last week where I was on this call with this team who I had been in talks with for months for this project. And this project had like serious takes to it. And, you know, believe it or not, I have a news background. I was a broadcast journalist. And once you're trained in news, it doesn't ever go away. You kind of bring that into everything you do, regardless of if what you're doing is just literally, I don't know, a puppet talking out of a trash can like on Sesame Street. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of judged me for me, A, watching teen shows, B, busting jokes and having a sense of humor throughout the call and C, saying that I could do everyone everyone's role that existed within um, what the project that we were working on. Which here people value, don't they? Yeah, I guess it's like a, because these were American people and like I guess it's just like there's a massive difference between what Americans think is acceptable and what Brits think is acceptable and what I've learned from working with Brits all my life is that actually we just want to get our work done and have a laugh regardless as well of whether it is in a, a very serious newsroom or a very gossipy entertainment desk. Mm. And it's been the same in both scenarios. So I'm just kind of like, all right, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, But either way, like, we're not the right match for each other. But it did just make me laugh that now in my 30s, there was a problem that was like sort of there when I was like breaking into the industry. And it's just that thing of like, people want you to be in a box, no matter what. And it's like, they still, they, they want me to be in a box. And they thought that me watching teen movies meant that I'm not serious. Mm. 
you know, I don't have that side to me or whatever. Like not knowing that, you know, I've edited a program the day that Bin Laden was found and that went out on air. So it's just kind of like, okay, cool, fine. You want to judge me for that? Cool. It just kind of pissed me off because it's just like, when I was in an office full of South Asians, they used to look at me and treat me different and sort of push my ideas down because I was a bit outspoken. I was a bit ahead of my time. I was a bit, I wasn't there to just sort of sit down and let like the elders do the speaking, which was a really weird thing because like that is what it was like in a South Asian office. Like if your boss was older than you, they expected respect because they were older than you, not because they were your boss. And that was always just really weird because I was like, well, I'm in a professional environment. Like I should be able to voice my opinion. Basically, that was a box that was created for like an Asian woman to be in. You know, like you are the succumbing one. You should not have ideas. You should not push for your ideas. You should not be, you know, getting into these sort of situations. You should be doing as you are told kind of thing. Mm. You should feel lucky that you're here as a woman and a South Asian woman, whatever. Be like then when I went onto a team that was just a regular team, not a South Asian team, I would just get asked like really stupid questions like do I celebrate Christmas which just made me feel really uneasy and it's like am I not just a normal British chick here Mm. and it was like because they were putting me in the box of the other yeah yeah and it's just like when does it end because I'm just like okay now I'm in now I'm at this stage of my career where I think I'm fairly in a solid position a fairly senior position and I just wasn't expecting that to happen last week yeah yeah I feel like the boxes never go we're always going to come against these things like I I've spoken about that interview that I went to last year where I left and I had the feeling in the pit of my stomach and it was just horrible yeah because I didn't fit what he wanted. Which was what? Which was, yeah, like the nice, quiet Asian girl who's probably pretty and a TikToker Looks, or something. yeah. Oh, for God's sakes. I think these things exist just to keep pushing us elsewhere. If we want to try and be positive and not cry ourselves to sleep every day, it's like you have to think it's pushing you somewhere else. Yeah, 100%. But I, I don't know. I'm just so shocked that like in 2021... Mm. Those boxes are still there because it's like when it comes to gender and gender norms, like, okay, as a kid, I was this tomboy. Like I still have, I didn't know it was a thing, but apparently everyone's knees now are the same color as their legs, but mine aren't because I was a tomboy and I played out and I have really dark knees with scars all over them and shit like that. Mm. And like an auntie actually pointed it out to me the other day and I was like, "Mm, well, I had a childhood like mm. I climbed fences and fell off them. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like what? And it's just like, yeah, like, you know, people then it's like you you were either a tomboy or whatever, but now it's like, I still describe myself as a tomboy, mm. but people get so confused because I have immaculate makeup and I can do good makeup and I can look good in a dress and I know how to wear a dress, I guess. I don't know. But it's like all of that stuff now is going out of the window, but there are still certain parts of society where they're just like, what are you talking about? Like, or if you wear makeup, you're perceived to be someone who is very materialistic into like just superficial stuff and like you can't have depth to you. Mm. In my head, I'm like, no, like gender roles don't exist anymore and gender norms don't. They do because I still see all that stuff and feel all that stuff, but I just ignore it. And I've I've completely learned to ignore it mm. for so long. And you tell yourself that you're in a progressive society that is changing, but actually how much of it is changing? But probably a very small percentage, probably the percentage of people that voted for Chloe and Tobias to win, which was about 30%. Mm. Is that true? Is that what's come out? It, yeah, it came up at about 33%, something like that. I saw uh, Vic from Black Girls Living had shared 
the figures. It was just really sad. I just wanted to say thank you next to putting people in boxes because, and I think we might do it as well without even realizing that we're doing it. Mm. Like onto like whatever we think our perfect partner might be or the perfect job and what that might look like or, or God knows what, but I don't know. I just think it's sad. And yeah, I just wanted to know like, have you felt like that? Yeah. I think putting people in boxes can be quite limiting. Mm. It like limits them and it makes people easy to understand they're this one they're this one they're that one but yeah when I grew up we lived with our grandparents and so my brother was the good one he was the well-behaved one he was the nice one and I was the naughty one yeah I don't know where that came from but it's so mad that we label people as being this or that when I'm out with my friends I always put my phone away because we're always on our phones aren't we and we make content all the time so I let my friends be the navigator. I don't know. I don't know what role I take on, to be honest. But I think a lot of the time when we put these expectations onto other people, it can be quite damaging and unfair for me to grow up and feel like I was a naughty one wasn't nice. But I didn't care anyway because I was just like, "Fuck you." That's damaging when it comes to you're the dumb one or you're stupid because then th- these things do affect you. And I've seen that with people I'm really close to that their confidence has taken a knock because they think they're stupid or people have told them they're stupid. There's that experiment where someone talks nicely to a plant and someone doesn't talk nicely to a plant to see how it grows. Yeah. It's just amazing the difference just words of encouragement and stuff can make, which always like makes me think that I want to be a parent when I'm older or if I'm going to be a parent to be a parent when I'm older. So I learn all these things and I know. Mm. But another thing my brother does say as well is like words. He always says words are like spells. You're saying these things and you're speaking them. And then it's something to be aware of. But it definitely even talking to you about this, it makes me think. Because, you know, people do. Like I have had people judge me because I can do my makeup and look nice. And, mm. you know, I take pride in my appearance. But it doesn't mean I'm fucking thick. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm bimbo. It doesn't mean I'm superficial. Like, but... It's all of that, like, oh, I carry a designer bag, therefore I must be like this. And no, but it's <laughs> rich. It's it's just it's just like, but you don't know how hard I worked for that designer bag, and also you don't know under what circumstances I treated myself to that. So, mm. or what it represents to me, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, mm. Mm, yeah, you can do all of that, but it's just with the work thing as well. It just made me feel like, wow, where? am I supposed to go? And I think probably this is probably for both of us because it's just like, I do think that we don't fit into any of those sort of norms and I hope our listeners don't (laughs) either. But it just sort of makes you think like, okay, well, there's no one like me that exists out there where I'm trying to get to. And like, why must it always be me trying to break out of this box? Like, why can't people just take me for what I am and be like, you know what? Here, take this opportunity. We'll fucking invest in you. We know you know what you're talking about. What made it worse for me is that like, in that conversation, any idea I gave them, they were fucking lapping it up, writing it down, taking the notes, asking me to like, you know, making sure they got what I was saying. This is a separate thing, but I just wanted to say as well that like, I spoke to my mate about it who works in HR and she was just like, you know what, we're making an NDA for you now. Mm. So I am actually going to get an NDA made where any meeting I take and I speak about ideas for that project, they won't be able to use unless I'm working on that project. And um, if anyone wants help with that, holler at us. I think that is a really good piece of advice because as creatives, like our whole lives, we're told our ideas are like our currency, but at the same time, ideas can be stolen. Just to say as well, we know if I say an idea and someone else executes it, you're never going to execute it the way I was going to execute it. A hundred. And that's always been my take on things. Yeah, I've always been like, you know what? It. You can take my ideas because you're never going to do it justice the way I would. But 
on this still occasion, not right. It's still it's not yeah, right. On this occasion, it didn't sit right with me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you should you. protect yourself. You definitely should yeah. protect yourself because ideas are fucking everything, you know? They're everything. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> but I think you've made some good steps there, you know, chatting to your mate and then getting an NDA. You know, you need to protect yourself. Yeah, and it was mainly because my mate was so pissed off about it because this has literally been months in the works mm. and, you know, they were all like, ooh, what's happening with this project? And it's just like, yeah, this is what happened. And the other thing I was going to say is like in my friendship groups, I'm often prior to doing this podcast and, you know, going through that one breakup that like changed me, I was the jokey one and I was like the fun one. And I think people, when they put you in that box, it's like, you don't be, you're not a real person anymore. You're just a clown. Mm. So like, you, no one ever checks up on you and asks how you're feeling about things. And that's one thing I have noticed, like with people who still see me in that box, like, I don't have a, a relationship with them anymore. It's interesting you say that because I went out recently and whilst I was out, someone asked me if I was okay mm. uh, a few times and I was like, I'm literally fine. Mm. And I was confused and taken aback for a second. Mm. And then I remembered that this person knows me in a in an environment where I'm probably performing. Whereas when I'm with friends or really comfortable or traveling or going away for a few days, I always take a back seat and don't speak. I just don't speak. I actually just enjoy not speaking. But someone else's expectations of you to perform then now I'm thinking, oh, is there something wrong with me? No, because like personalities are so, mm. you know, we've got so many different sides to our personalities. Mm. And like you said, yeah, you can like make up, you can be a tomboy. Mm. Personalities are complex. And I think sometimes maybe me as well tried to just be like, oh, that person's just a Tory. <laughs> that person's just a racist, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I realised though? I think, I can't remember if we had this conversation, but you know, all day, every day, mm. there's people walking around and we walk past them. And especially if you're living in a big city, you see fucking loads of people, right? Mm. You physically can't, We, I mean, if this was your full-time job, you could stop and talk to everyone. So we have to make decisions about who we're going to talk to, who we're going to interact with. Mm. You can't interact with absolutely every single person, like one-on-one. -on -one. So we have to make some sort of choices. And I guess this is how. Yeah. Oh, sim you think this this simplifies people's lives? Yeah. It's just like simplifying. Then what's the point in being woke? <laughs> just don't bother, innit? Okay. I'm just like, ha? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so many good points we made here. Yeah, are you proud of you? Of us. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. <laughs> That's so funny. So Raj, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to putting expectations on people to perform to be in this box that you have put them in and making them stay in that box. And especially if in the workplace you are a commissioner, you are someone who is in a position that is high up there, you should be encouraging and supporting people who are not in boxes. Thank you. Next. All right, so we're going to get on to our final lesson. Which is being brought to you by Hardy. So one taught me. To write your feelings out when you get mad. Oh, tell us why. Whether it's like a shopping list or something I've got to tell you, something on my to-do list or something that's pissed me off, maybe because I've had quite bad anxiety in the past or whatever, it could be related to that. I will keep saying while I'm having a shower, while I'm on the toilet, while I'm making my food, whatever I'm doing, I'll be like, you need to get some rubber gloves. You need to get some rubber gloves. And my mind doesn't stop until I've written it down. It's like, it gives me a release. And I'm not sure 
if anyone else feels that way. But if you haven't tried it, definitely try it. So someone I know really irritated me. The like comment kept playing around in my head again and again and again. And I was getting more annoyed, more annoyed, more annoyed. And I had things that I needed to get on with and do. I had work to do. I needed to eat and things like that. So instead of like doing anything about it, I just wrote it down. And then I went in there. I think I cleaned my room, finished some work, probably chatted to you. I watched some Never Have I Ever. Then I started washing up. And then I was like, lol. I was like, remember that thing you were pissed off about earlier? Yeah. And literally forgot about it, distracted myself. And when I came back, I looked back at my notes app and I was genuinely so embarrassed. I just deleted it. I was like, that thing was so fucking small, but I just needed to write it out and get it out. Instead of old me Mm. would have messaged or like communicated somehow and been like, no, 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 no. In this way, just writing it out, I got it out. And then I came back and it had done no damage. And I changed my mind and didn't care anymore. Mm. I don't think that would work with, because I also saw like, you see things in like the grand scheme of things. Once you walk away from something and I don't know, you distract yourself or do something else or change the scenery. And then you come back, it's kind of just like, like we said before, it's kind of like you zoom out and you're like, well, actually, this isn't such a fucking big deal. And genuinely, in the grand scheme of things, who the fuck cares? Am I going to remember tomorrow? No. Like, it's not that big of a deal. So, yeah. Um, but what happens when when it, when it, you do remember tomorrow? When it's not a thing that is like, okay, actually, this is so small. Because it's not always going to be so small, right? There will be times where it'll be like, all right, you know what? I think you have to uh, make a time when you're going to address it with that person. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. Or basically you decide what action you're going to take. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Whether it's taking a step back, whether it's yeah having that conversation, whether it's muting their accounts. I've definitely taken those steps with people in the past, those ones before. But I don't know, man, a lot of things that I think about now that maybe really, really pissed me off even for a week, like six months ago, I don't even give a fuck about now. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But at the time, it's the shock. Sometimes it's the shock and you're like, the audacity, how dare you? Blah, blah, blah. And then after you're just like, oh, what? Do you ever write things out when you get pissed off? Yeah, I try. I try sometimes. Like I have yeah. to, The problem is with me is that I find that um, something bad will happen in a relationship or a boundary will be crossed or something like that. And in time, I will forget about it. And when you keep forgetting about it, mm. it's not good because if that thing is repeated behavior, if it becomes a constant in that relationship or in that situation... Because then like, let's say the person Mm. does something bad and then the next day they're really nice to you. And then two weeks go by and it's great, but then they do it again. And then three months go by, but then they do it again. I just feel like, yeah, I've been in situations like that a lot. And had I had bothered to write those things down and remind myself that on this date, this happened and it made me feel like this, I would have been able to be like, oh my God, this is a recurring pattern. It's been like recurring, recurring, recurring. But now it'll be like something bad will happen and then... I'll remember, oh my God, and they did this. And oh my God, and they did that. And the examples that my mind goes to are like the oldest ones, but not necessarily the most recent ones. And I got told that if you want to have a conversation with someone and you want to talk to them about their behavior and how it's made you feel, the best thing to do is give the three most recent examples. Mm. And that, that I always struggle because I'm like, I can think of that one example that triggered me going back to the previous examples, but I can't think of the last three because I've become so used to like brushing it under the carpet or moving on from it because there is a friendship that exists there or we are in some sort of a relationship or God knows what. There are times where I wish I had written things down that piss me off. And it's not like you're marking them or you're keeping a log, but I mean, you kind of are. But if you know that you are one of those people that tends to just uh, 
wear rose tinted glasses and walk around the world. Like, I don't think I do do that, but I know I have done that in the past. Mm. And those habits, even though I think they're broken, they probably are harder to break than what I, the work that I think I've done. And like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I think that like, I forget things very quickly as long as that person then be nice to me for the next six months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's difficult because I was thinking about, like I am fast to sack things off when it's not good. But I think relationships do take work and, you know, you're not going to love everything about someone. But if someone's constantly upsetting you, that's different. Yeah. But the thing of the recent examples is is good. And I mean, going forward, you can always make like a note. I always feel silly, like writing a note and keeping it. But then I just think at least I got it out and at least it's somewhere. And you have documented how you feel. And for me, those things would keep going round and round in my head if I didn't fucking just write it down. Mm. I think obviously if someone's really upset you, try... In the first place, you want to try nip it in the bud the first time you notice something. But it's sometimes not always that easy. Mm. It's like the other day, like um, I said to you, I went through messages with my ex, like the, that who is blocked. But I went through those messages because like I had just forgotten how bad it was. Because mm. I, I tried to have a list in my notes of things that I won't accept in relationships based on that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's so small because I've forgotten a lot of the stuff. And yep. then I go into that chat and I've decided that I will never delete that chat, the WhatsApp between me and him ever, because sometimes you just don't think it was that bad. But then you go back and you you just have to read the exchanges and you're like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've kept it there because I just thought eventually I do want to write out everything bad that I experienced and everything, every little sign that was showing me that this person was actually deranged um just so I don't ever get there again I feel like you gotta believe in yourself Roger because you know you're not you wouldn't make you wouldn't do that again oh but then there's that whole thing of us being clouded in love and blah blah blah. and I know and you know this when I have a soft spot for someone it's a fucking soft spot for someone Mm. and I mean I hope it won't be a soft spot if they cross certain boundaries or god knows what but like it's like what we we always say in it love can sometimes make you skew things a bit mm. so uh, yeah, you've got yeah, to keep yeah. yourself in check somehow and yeah it's very easy for me to be here every week and be like yeah I ain't gonna take that shit again but it's because I've got nothing going on right now tomorrow when there is something going on then we'll see what happens mm. yeah so I think the art of writing things down what you're saying is actually really good because no one actually encourages you to write out your feelings when you're mad everyone's like mm. write your affirmations write what you're grateful for da, 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 da. it's okay to actually write what you don't want or what you have experienced that wasn't great and sometimes it can just give you a little bit of a reality check or provide as a reminder when the next thing comes along that's pissed you off. Yeah, I think we do need to keep reminders because you do forget. You do forget. And the bra- I think our brains are programmed to forget. Yeah, some things you don't want to remember. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's probably protecting us. But at the same time, like, yeah, I, I will never delete that WhatsApp. So many people have been like, why haven't you deleted these conversations? I'm just like, so I don't forget. Like, I need it there because literally all I have to do, scroll down and oh, Here's an insult. Here's some gaslighting. Here's some manipulation. Great. Obviously, I've not been through your situation, but I wouldn't want to keep it as a reminder. But I understand that you're, it sounds like you have lost trust in your judge character. I'm doing it to remind myself what I've been through and what I won't go through again. Because sometimes I forget that these things happen to me. Like when we were watching Liberty and Jake... There were so many things that happened to her that happened to me that I didn't even clock when I was watching Love Island. Mm. But then I went through that that chat and I was like, oh my God, look, he's saying the exact, I'm your boyfriend or you're my girlfriend. Mm. That line was in our chats. So I was just like, oh, how did I forget that? But I forgot that. I think this is a thing, isn't it? Like, you know, when you are in an emotionally abusive relationship, 
they do say that like um you do lose trust in yourself because mm. you blame yourself you blame yourself for staying you blame yourself for taking it and all of that shit so i think you're right <laughs> i do blame myself you're free now raj and you're making this podcast with me i'm free now bitches freedom, freedom. i need freedom too i know freedom mama mama keep on so uh, what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to... The alternative to not writing my feelings out would be to just react. Mm. Just to be like, meh, 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 and just go at that person. Mm. So I'm saying thank you next to doing that or reacting or just doing something without taking a second to just stop and write it out. Mm. I like it. You like it, dog? I like it, dog. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with someone who needs to write down things they're mad about just to remember them or just to not be so reactive. Or someone who puts other people in a box or feels like they're being put in a box. Or someone who is always ranting about how shit everything is on social media. (laughs) Without taking the time to watch the full film. I just think as well, like, don't you want some balance? Don't you want to be like, okay, I posted some negative shit. Tomorrow I'm going to post something I like. One thing I've seen, like, Lily Singles always talks about is just replying to positive comments. Mm. Just trying to, you know, not engage with the bad. So, yeah. Although I'm reading so much stuff about not labelling anything positive or lab- negative or good or bad. It's so it's hard though, isn't it, to not. But anyway, hmm. email us or leave a voice note because we would love to hear your sexy voice. Our email address is highthankyoutnextpodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us on socials. We are at thankyounextpod on Insta, TikTok and Twitter. If you liked what you heard, which I'm sure you did because you've made it this far, make sure you're hitting subscribe or follow on Acast, Spotify, Apple or wherever you're listening to your podcast. And don't forget, give us a review so we know if you like us. If you want to give us a cupcake or if you want to give us a whole cake. A whole cake would be good. What's your favourite type of cake, Raj? I don't have a favourite type of cake because I like to be experimental with flavours and textures. All right. (laughs) All right. So if I was giving you a cake right now, which one would it be? Right now, I'd be feeling like a lemon chiffon cake. Mm, Mm, A bit of lemon. A bit of lemon. I should make it yuzu. You know, yuzu is like... I'm drinking lemon yuzu right now. What's that? So yuzu is like a citrus fruit, but it's Japanese. Don't know, mate. Don't know what you're on about, but yeah, cool. Whatever. It's a bit softer. It's a bit, bit softer. softer. A bit softer than a lemon. All right. Well, look at that. It's soft. Look at us being all exotic and shit. Look at us, man. We're worldly. What cake do you want? All right. Chocolate orange every time. Oh, chocolate orange. I like. I just like Terry's. That's the only chocolate orangey thing. I mean, and then Jaffa cakes. But then I don't like. Mm. You know when people put like chocolate orange flavors in drinks in alcohol. I don't like that. Chocolate in alcohol never is right. I've had a nice chocolate espresso martini. That was nice. Mm. That was the nicest thing. Otherwise, yeah, I feel like they always get it wrong, and it, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Does it upset you? Well, you end up paying fucking fifteen pounds for it. So yeah. I'd be upset. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have to send it. You just have to send it back. You know what? We don't talk about this enough, but if your alcoholic drink is not nice and you've paid £15 for it, send it it's okay back. to send it back. Hardeep sent a drink back and they didn't charge her for it and they just gave us another one. Good. To replace it. Didn't they? Yeah. 
Um, I did it actually another time about three weeks ago as well. I'm always sending drinks back. That's really good because I just think more often than not, I'm that person that doesn't want to make a fuss about things and I'll just be like, oh, it's okay. I don't want to, but then I'm just, it's just going to sit there and I'm not going to drink it. I'll just end up drinking it. Like Also, mm. I've realised I had gin the other day at that farmer's market thing, right? It just tasted like shit. It was bitter, the aftertaste. Ugh. Yeah, and like it was with tonic. And I was like, why am I doing this? Why have I bought this? But obviously it was in... It was in Yorkshire, so it was like five pounds for the cocktail. And I was like, well, at least it was five pounds. Mm. Is that one thing you enjoyed about being up north? Prices? No, the thing I enjoyed about being up north is just that literally, okay, I was driving back home, so I was driving through the country roads and a sheep crossed the road. A sheep. It's just beautiful. It's just really lovely. They just have a different life. All the houses look cute. They look like Cameron Diaz's house in the holiday it's just quaint it's cottage core it's just pretty we should all get out there and actually breathe country air once in a while and reset ourselves like London is actually mad I'm so glad you had that weekend mate it was such a nice weekend and my friend's dad has got a hot tub in his garden so we were in the hot tub and like she got us champagne to drink in the hot tub you know hot tub sales apparently gone up like something like 200% in the last year because of lockdown yeah because of the pandemic yeah 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 do you think that's mad I think it's great if everyone's living their best life and looking after themselves and self care and all of that yeah my my mum's mate's got one. Yeah, they're amazing. They are they are bloody amazing, mate. If you've got a hot tub, at us and invite us over. No, and if you guys are selling hot tubs, I know loads of people sell, like, hook us up. I ain't got nowhere to put mine, but give Raj one. I want a hot tub. Yeah, well, it's fine, isn't it? We'll have two. We've got two places we could put it. Oh, yeah, fine. true, true. Fine. Yeah, send us two hot tubs, please. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to and a guest. Goodbye. Oh, no no teaser to the guest. No teaser. No teaser to the reality star guest. No teaser because we don't know if... We haven't, we haven't bagged it yet. It's a reality star. American. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Thank you. Next. <laughs>